Hey everybody, it's Jared Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about corruption around the world. Things that you see what's going to be corruption. Things that are corrupt around the world. Countries that are corrupt and things like that. First is moto time. Hey, rich people, poor people. Poor people like rich. Rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Just pay your bills. Hey, don't rob Peter to pay Paul. And hey, remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, wasting money. Like my daddy always says, never quit your day job while conquering the world. And he who has the gold rules the world. Now we're going to go dive in real quickly. Listen. Society dictates about who is the most powerful person in the world. You can look at things like here in the United States, they have gangs, corruption gangs. You have the Mexican gangs. You have the Spanish gangs. You have the black gangs. And you have the white gangs. And then you also have the Italians, which is the mob. The Italians, the mob. And they follow this rule in La Costa Nostra. It's our own. And then you also have the Irish mob. Okay. And then you go into Chinatown. And then you have the triads. The golden triads, the red triads, the green triads, the purple triads. And you have those kind of gangs. And then you also look at Japan when they have the Yakuza. Those are those are a royal ruthless gang. Things like that. And then you go into, like in the island of the Philippines, you have what you call the radical rebels. The radical rebels over in the Philippines are a ruthless gang. This gang over there, they are a Muslim gang. And they've been out there brutalizing, terrorizing people, kidnapping people. There's that. And then you also, if you go back a little further, you can look at in Vietnam, during the Vietnam conflict in the Indo-Chinese area, you had um, Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh was father to a lot of North Vietnamese people, North North Vietnamese people. They call themselves the Viet Congs. And North Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh was the father of all. Kids loved Ho Chi Minh because he made sure every one of those people, he was loved by his people. Why? Because they would do people over there in Vietnam. And people will say, well, what about, what about um, over in, what about over in Japan? Yes, we can say about, we can say about over in Japan, about Emperor Ito, about Emperor over there, Emperor Hiroshima, the Emperor over there in Japan, how he did that with his kamikazes and stuff. But that's not the worst. When I talk about Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh was the father of all. Kids loved him. The country loved him. People over there were willing to kill South Vietnamese people and Americans and foreign allies because he said so. Because they loved him that much. Because he he said some things that people were like, wow. And it came and he said things that came to pass. Now, the new the latest radical gang that's in this world today is the uh, the uh, they say ISIS or the Taliban or ISIS and stuff. The ISIS is created. You know that the um, you know that ISIS was created by the American people. Yes, the CIA. Yes, the CIA created ISIS. And how did the CIA create ISIS? They gave them tons of money. They they gave ISIS tons of money because ISIS was used. They were. Each one of the members of ISIS were radicals, and and the U.S. was fighting this war with um, back in the early 80s. Back in the 80s, they were fighting a war against. They were fighting this radical group, which was Russia. Russia was a communist country at the time, and they were the ones that they needed because Russia was taking over bases in the Middle East, and that's what they had. And then you also had this one important thing. Yet it's one important thing. So they had the ISIS, and then you had the Mu- the Mujahideen. Yeah, the Mujahideen, they were freedom fighters. Do you know that the leader of the Mujahideen was being interviewed 
by a journalist. They got he passed all the background checks, got through all the checks, they checked all the equipment, and he got interviewed. While he was being interviewed, the camera had a had a camera had a had a gun in it, and he got killed. And that right there was talking about that was over there. That was over there in Afghanistan. Yes, the rebel leader. He was the best. I mean, he was fighting for the good of people, but was killed. So now, let's go a little further. We go a little further and dig, dig into these things like um, around the world when it comes to gangs. And you can look in down in South America and Venezuela. And you can look at Nicaragua and Venezuela and places down there where they had these rebels like... Um, these freedom fighters, you had things down there like, um, what do you call that? Maratucha 13, that's MS-13. Yeah, Maratucha 13. Those were rebels. Those were rebels. And then you go down further, and you go down the further down there, and you have, you have what you call these drug cartels. And the drug cartels. And you know, you know that the Mexican drug cartel, do you know who they hire to work for them? They hire military. Here's a good example. You are you join the military. Let's say you join um, the army, and you became a good. You, you come. You become a United States Army, and you become a soldier, and you was like the best sniper. You were that good. I mean, you was like high honors, medals. You can, you can actually, you can hit a flea 500 meters. All of a sudden, you get out of the military and you're looking for a job. Well, these Mexican mafia guys, these Mexican mob gangs, Mexican mafias, the ones down there, the drug cartels, they hire these guys because they only want the best. That's who they hire. They hire these Mexican, they hire these people, former police officers, former, former in former Mexican intelligence agents guys they hire them they they give them they paid them their they paid them their yearly salary per month so if they were making say 80,000 a year let's say they're making 80 grand a year they're paying them 80 grand a month to work for them what would you do the guy walks up to you and says I'll pay you a I'll pay you your yearly salary every month Excuse me. Allergies. Sorry. And they pay you your yearly salary every month. What would you do? You quit your job. I make that. I make a year's salary a month, and and that's what they were doing. That's what the um, down there in Mexico. That's what they're doing. And these guys are heavy guarded. And nowadays, in society today, like you go over and say in the Middle East. They have what you call PMC, private military contractors. You have over also, you have what's going on over there in um, Saudi. Oh, here's something that I just found out because I'm doing some research um, in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, there is a radical rebel group. They're fighting against the, the um, Ethiopian state, killing people. They're, having, they, they're just taking over territories piece by piece, taking over, killing all the men. Raping all the women, enslaving all these people. Then you go down further, and look what happened down in, um, down in, down in Somalia. Yes, same thing over there. And then you also go down in Sierra Leone, 
when Sierra Leone, they had this thing where the rebels down there, they were down there killing people. Um, they were down there killing people. And what they were doing, they were raping the women, taking all the men, killing the men, raping the women, taking the boys, making them soldiers, taking boys, boys as young as three and four years old, three and four, five and six, making them soldiers. Yes, giving them drugs. Tell them, go rape her. And they go do that. And then for others, they were taking them and making them go work the mines. That's where they had the thing called the conflict free. That's where they had the thing called the, the conflict diamonds, the blood diamonds. Because they used the blood of people's hands. When they think of the word blood diamond, that's where people were slave labor using to mine these diamonds. And then they were taking these diamonds out and they were used to um, fund their um, fund their organization because they need money. So they would sell them. The biggest, the biggest organization right now is the Beers. The Beers is the company that sets the price of all diamonds. Yes, they the, the Beers is the diamond industry standard. Every diamond is usually coming from the Beers. Now, if Russia flooded the market with tons of good diamonds and the market crashed so the beers had to, the beers went into russia and started buying up all their diamonds to to bring the price up but then russia started flooding it again and that's what happened see those gangs are taking over the world and society we dictate it's all about this gang mentality mob mentality everything so as i say are you safe where you at i'm not sure be careful where you go because no matter where you go in the world there's always going to be gangs yes and then today today gangs nowadays nowadays gangs are not gangs are not what you think they are gangs today are wearing suit and tie gangs are in corporate america a lot of gang members are in corporate America. A lot of people who are in gangs, who are in radical gangs, are, are, are corporate America. They're in, they're in the White House. They're in the White House. What I mean by the White House, they're like working in the White House. They're working in the Senate. They're working in Congress. They're working as a senator or a congressman. They're aides. They're lobbyists. Those are gang members. Seriously. Because let me, let, me let me give you a scenario. People will say, well, you're wrong. There's no gangs in the White House. No gangs. We're not talking about the president himself. We're talking about people that work in that organization. Here's a good example. Here's a really good example that I want you to understand. Look at this. Back in the early 80s, back in the early 80s, the U.S. was in a battle. They were in a thing about fighting a war. There was a thing called Charlie's called Charlie Charlie Wilson's War or whatever Charlie Wilson's War it was about a congressman from Texas who wanted to help fund fund an organization overseas getting them weapons and stuff to help them over there weapons and stuff I think it was the Mujahideen or was it the Taliban I think it was either the Taliban or the Mujahideen it's one of those two I watched that movie it's the one with um, Tom Hanks played in there he played this you know congressman and stuff and he and um and he and he, this rich lady wanted to help so they raised all this money 
to help fight their war. The U.S. is one of the biggest gangs there is. Not to be saying it's badly or lightly, but they are. They're one of the most ruthless gangs there are in America, in the world today. We're the most superpower. Why? It's because that's how it is. They're that superpower. We're that much of a powerful powerhouse and things. Think about that. You, you ask this question, who is the most powerful country in the world? Who is the most powerful country in the world? I'm going to tell you, it's the United States of America. They are the most powerful country in the world. I'll give you, I'll give you this scenario because I'm going to cut this short. And then we're going to talk more about violence and stuff. This is something that you don't know. Here's a thought. Think about this. Do you know that the United States of America has military bases in almost every country? Almost every country. But almost, do you know that every, do you know that other countries don't have bases in the U.S.? Do you know that down there and let's say down in Venezuela, the U.S. government... wanted to put the US government went down to Venezuela and that's why Venezuela had an uproar had an uprising down there and they had the, the had the two presidents and stuff the US appointed one person for democracy and the former president wanted to stay in power because of, he believed in the Bolivari method Bolivari is means it's a um, it's a it's an old notion of self-sustaining government without outside influences so the U.S. appointed someone else, the Boulevard. So the, the, the Venezuelan government said, how can I help you? U.S. says, we want to put a military base down here. U.S. government was like, uh, like okay. The U.S. government was like, yes, we want to put our base down here. They said, Venezuelan government said, yes, you're more than welcome to put a base down here. You can have a base down here. You can have a military base here. They was like, thank you. But let us put a base in your country. And they said, oh, well, well, hold on. What'd you say? Yes, we want to put a military base in your country. And they were like, "Um, no. They were like, no. Then Venezuela was like, well, then you can't have a base down here. You can't have a military base down here. Most southern, most countries down in South America don't have U.S. bases go overseas there's u.s bases everywhere there's a u.s base there's a u.s base or an installation like the u.s embassies on every u.s embassy there's also a military installation there yes u.s installation in every country we have more bases globally japan we have a u.s base over there in japan um, we have in Korea, we have a military base in South Korea. It's a joint military base with the Korean, with the South Korean government. We have a military base. So we have more military bases. We have military bases in South Korea. We have military bases everywhere. Yes, everywhere. We have, we have military bases in Europe. We have one in Ramstad Air Base. We have, ba- we have bases in Italy. We have bases in Greece. We have, we have naval ports. We have naval dis. We have air force bases. The Asiatic Sea. It's a little small island. It's a U.S. Air Force base. Yes. 
Yes, we have bases everywhere, but they don't have bases. Those countries don't have bases over here. Wonder why? Ask yourself, why don't other countries have bases here? Why the U.S. won't allow other countries to put their bases here? I don't understand. That's something I don't understand, and I'll never understand why they won't allow the U.S. to have bases. The, I don't understand why the U.S. won't allow other countries to have their bases here in America. I don't understand that. When I look at it, I look at it as that that's just being a bully, a gang. And do you notice that the U.S. always, always, no matter what country it is, if their country's in upheaval, we can go there and we can steal democracy in that country. Some countries, some countries thrive on communists. Here's a good, here's a good example of thriving on communists. I went out and I asked a group of people, I named two countries. I asked which country is communist and which one is, the, is, is a democracy country. I said Russia and, Ch- and China. 90% of the people said, uh, oh, we'll go, we'll go, we're going to go 90, we'll go about 75% said China was a democracy, 75% said Russia was a communist country and that China was a democracy. And I had to break it to them. Flip-flop that. China is the communist country. Russia is a democracy. But Russia is being ran by an oligarchy. An oligarch. That's old, um, an old system. Because the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, is one of the greatest leaders. People say, oh, how is he so great? Well, he's so great because he's a bully. And he, he has his belief system that he runs his country like an iron fist. He's, he's a former Soviet. He's a former Soviet. He's a former Soviet officer. He used to be with the KGB. Speaks multiple languages. He was a Soviet agent that lived in Germany. Spoke German. Speaks French. He speaks multiple languages. I think he speaks a lot of languages. Been in every country to speak tons of languages. That man right there runs his country like an iron fist. And if you run against him to run for president, you better have a, you better come with bodyguards. You better come with the U.S. military. You better come with the United States Marines, Air Force, Navy, as well as the Army and the Coast Guard and the National Guard to protect you. Because in Russia, you're going to end up being dead. Every person who ran against him or said anything negative about that man was end up dead. They have, the, they have the most ruthless military. They have a secret military organization. This group right here is so secret. These guys are the elite of, on a tier one, tier two, tier three level, these guys are tier one elite. These are the super elite military. This organization is so elite that they're, to get into this organization, to get into their training, their training takes exactly four years. Four years of training to get into this elite group. And then once you're in, you're in it for life. So when you get out, say, say you retire, say you get out, you aren't, you, 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 um, you, 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 you get out, you, you're done your time. You, you, you get out and you like, I'm done. You know, I did my, whatever time you did in the military, you're out. I'm done. I earned my right. But if there's a phone call, if you ever get a phone call, they can recall you just like that. 
Snap your fingers, that's how fast they can recall you. And uh, these guys get recalled a lot. And they do the work that no one else would do. These guys are that secure. The guys look like you and me. And there's men and women in this organization. These, have you seen that thing? Um, they, they made a movie about this, about this woman. She was a secret spy agent for the Russian government. These people are that kind of people. They're your next door neighbors. They have kids. They have wives. They have kids. They're family man. They live the normal street. Live down a normal neighborhood. They live that normal lifestyle. They're, they're the grocery store owner. They work at a um, movie theater. Some of them work in the um, business and financial Wall Street. Brokers and stuff. Some of these people are policemen. Some of them are teachers. It doesn't matter what job they do out in the real world. But if they get a phone call, if they get that phone call, they get that phone message, they get dressed and they go do the dirty work. These guys are that elite. They're that, they're, they're that elite. These guys can be in their 60s, 70, and 80. They get a phone call, they get suited up, they go do the job. They're that elite. They're that super elite. The reason why I'm telling you that, because these guys are so secretive. Here's the thing. They had a thing about one time a bunch of terrorist groups had a bunch of people in a movie theater in Russia, in a movie theater. And all these people in the movie theater, the terrorist group was saying they were going to kill these people. Here's what the Russian government did. They called the secret elite group. They called them in. The elite group killed everyone in there even the innocent was killed yes the innocent people were killed in that group they actually killed innocent people they gassed them all killed everyone not one person all the terrorists that was in there were dead and innocent civilians were dead and that's sad but they killed everybody they made sure nobody was alive even innocent people were killed. People were appalled, but they, they got their job done. So what I'm telling you this, the reason I'm telling you this is that there are mob mentalities, gangs, corruption everywhere in the world. Society, we just don't know. There are some organizations, there are some countries that are organized gangs that you don't know about. Like when I talk about, like in the Philippines, the, the Muslim rebels over there are a ruthless gang up in the northern region. And they are, they are though they are there brutally terrorizing people. I watched a video where I watched a video about what's going on in the Philippine government. I'll make this short real quickly about the Philippine government. Oh yeah, hey, this podcast is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, go to Black Blue Electronica. Get you some electronic stuff. Check it out. This organization was so ruthless that they kidnapped an American. They kidnapped an American tourist. Was in the Philippines. They were they were just tourists. They weren't nobody important. They were tourists. They held them for ransom. Told, told the family, I want a million dollars or I'm not going to release this person. You have by this date to have this amount of money. The family was uh, poor. They called the State Department. The U.S. State Department asked the Philippine government, along with the U.S. Philippine government, along with the military over there, as well as the U.S. military, went over there looking for them. Well, they found her. She was cut up in pieces. And they said, you should have just paid. The U.S. government says, U.S. government has a policy. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We'll do our best. Here's what the government said. I am sorry that your life was lost. I, I am so sorry. But we don't negotiate with terrorists. And they don't. 
So, and so what I'm telling you is that be careful when you travel in this world. The U.S. government do not negotiate with terrorists. And if you travel the world, be careful where you go, no matter where you go, be vigilant. Live like a local. All right. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I want to tell everybody, thank you. I appreciate you. And this is the little thing about different corruptions and stuff about the government and stuff. And I want you to understand I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to say thank you. Um, I want to say thank you. Um, I appreciate you and everything. And Bravo 6 going.